Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, in this episode, it was just me and my boy JT. Uh, it was Blackout Tuesday when uh, this episode was recorded. So obviously we spoke a little bit about uh, what was going on in social media. It's, uh, it's been a very, very delicate, very active time on social media. Uh, so we wanted to share, you know, what was going on, um, you know, how how the social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, all of them, uh, what they were doing to show support to BLM um, and what you could do as well. Um, and then from there, we kind of just went to talk about, um, you know, some marketing stuff. Uh, we had to do some research, he and I, on uh, used cars. Um, just the market now, how people are actually searching. So what I want, I shared a little bit of how I went about the process uh, to, to doing some of that research. And then he went ahead and, and said some, um, had some details as well. Um, and, and I just asked questions, man. I wanted to know, well, as marketers, how do we use that information, um, the data that we receive, the stats that we're given, how do we actually use that in our marketing uh, to our advantage, obviously. So uh, we do have some good points in this one. Um, missed Jimmy on this episode, but uh, hopefully we get him back soon. And hopefully you guys have some, um, you, you guys receive something. Hopefully we're giving you some type of knowledge on this. If you guys have any questions, obviously reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and we're always willing to help. So with that, this is uh, another episode of TC Off The Clock. Well, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by TC Studios. TC Studios is located in the beautiful Marietta, California. For more information, please visit youthinkcreative.com. Good to be back. You know, last week when we uh, when we were doing a, a podcast episode, we were coming off that Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So it felt like I haven't I didn't see you or Jimmy for a long time because we do this, you know, typically is every week. We missed a week, I think, and then it was the long weekend. And now it seems like, dang, we're here again. Right. <laughs> time flies. I know, right? Um so we are without Jimmy uh, on this episode. But uh he'll be back next next time. Um, he wasn't able to make it. He's got a lot going on right now, which is good stuff for us, right? Absolutely. But how yeah, things man. been on your end, man? There's been a, a lot going on on social media, huh? There definitely has, man. You know, um, uh, a lot has been going on with regards to uh, coronavirus updates and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. um, unfortunately, we have another situation that's uprisen, you know, the uh, BLM or Black Lives Matter situation. Um, right. And to not get so much into it, you know, in regards to politics and stuff like that, or maybe give our opinions, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how, how uh, social media is working with that and uh, joining in on the uh, showing their support. Uh, so uh, a lot of you guys may know that today is Blackout Tuesday. So what that means for people is if you want to show your support, um, you definitely don't have to put any content into it. You don't have to put any text into the image. Simply just put out a black screen and that shows your support. Uh, with the hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter or BLM. And that, that's really enough. That's really all you have to do to show your support. Um, a lot of these big companies are doing it. Uh, Twitter's doing it by showing most of their um, banners being blacked out. Facebook is doing it. Uh, they put a, a couple of uh, things together uh, on their banners and also on their main page. Uh, LinkedIn is doing it by blacking out their screens and uh, putting uh, 
a text that says in it together. So, you know, a lot of these companies are showing support, not only uh, actors and big corporations like uh, Walmart and uh, and Google and stuff like that. You know, these these uh, social media platforms that everybody uses is a good way to uh, to give information and show support. So, um, you know, people are showing videos, people are showing uh, updates, something that maybe you won't see from traditional media or, or um or the uh, newscasters out there that are, are recording these events because they tend to focus on one thing or whatever their agenda is. But what's great about social media is that it's raw, right? Um, there's no editing. There's no post editing. I mean, you can add stuff on there, but really much of it is just raw content. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that people are able to use this platform, you know, social media in itself, to be able to give uh, correct information and to be able to send live information, real-time information for us viewers to see, you know, behind the scenes actually what you're not seeing on the news and what's nice is a lot of people are using it to show positive content and that's really what we want from all this right we want positive content we want to show support keep it peaceful uh but keep it tasteful as well yeah for sure and i have noticed myself on some things that um you know the platforms are doing like you touched on some of them with the banners and things like that but even like well i mean you just start with twitter for example i know that they provided like a whole range of different resources and tips to help people just get like a better understanding of, of the entire situation. Um, I know right. that they, they do, if you, anybody out there wants to give a follow, there's a Twitter together. I know that's one. Um, and they'll, they'll actually just, there's links that are on there, uh, that just kind of gives you more info. I think you touched on LinkedIn also. They've put out statements. Um, it was interesting to kind of see where Mark Zuckerberg, was was going to be in all of this just because you know obviously he's he's been on capitol hill you know and and he's always been like a a focal point in government versus social media and whatnot right Um, so i mean he's been posting like his own personal updates and in his own kind of reflections on on protests and whatnot so it's been kind of uh just open um if you were to follow facebook app you know, it shows uh, a company-wide stance on it. Um, and then, of course, Instagram's doing the same. Again, that's a Facebook product. Uh, even Snapchat, man. Snapchat and, and TikTok as well. I know TikTok was actually under a little bit of scrutiny um, earlier in the, what, last week? I think it started. Um, they were talking about how there was, like, no no uh views found on anything that had a hashtag of like the blm black lives matter anything that had to do with that right. TikTok came out and they said man that was some type some sort of glitch like it, it's definitely not what we mean to happen it wasn't wasn't intentional at all and i think they've been working on that i haven't checked on tiktok recently to see you know how far they got with that but um you know hopefully that stuff gets fixed so everybody gets gets a gets a fair voice Right. You know, and it's nice and it's a good way to for people, you know, uh, unfortunately, with coronavirus, you know, everybody is, you know, some people may still not be working and they're at home. So they have an opportunity to view uh, social media platforms a lot more, especially the baby boomer generation that some people just didn't want to use social media. And now they have the opportunity to learn, you know, so they're, they're getting to learn that, you know, Social media platforms are the future. You know, um, the, the news is nice to watch. A lot of people still do that, watch the news on TV. But everybody's turning to social media for information. You know, and it's nice to know that 
that this information is available and you get to see it from different views, different perspectives, you know, uh, different people showing different content. So it's really nice to get all that, you know, and in the past you didn't have that, you know, you depended on media sources to tell us the news. So uh, it's a nice change uh, for the world in itself. And it's something to look forward to that. This is the future of information. 100% man, I couldn't agree more. And actually what I wanted to talk about in this episode was, you know, how we're kind of as marketers, we're using our social media to, to get statistics and to do our own research on some things. Obviously, uh, we went over this before and anybody that follows us knows that, you know, our, 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 uh, uh, the majority of our uh, portfolio or our clients are on the automotive industry. We talked about the history that you yourself have in the industry. Uh, Jimmy, um, Shirley, there's, there's a lot of us that came from, from that space. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that we really, we, we could be giving tips on is, is how to use this information for other marketers out there, for anybody that's even in the market to buy a, a vehicle, whether it's new or pre-owned. Um, I think, you know, we've, we started some of this research last month between you and I, uh, I think we did find, you know, several statistics that were just top notch they were so useful for us and i think it's really going to show um with how much that we're able to to help our dealers move their pre-owned product in this month um you know one of the things that that i was finding well i found a lot of tips actually on auto trader one thing that i was looking at when i thought of used cars this is how i started the research i thought of auto trader because that was a big used car type of um platform and then uh, I thought about CarMax. CarMax obviously is, is huge when it comes to actually bringing people in to their lots to start looking at the inventory and stuff. So I, I kind of like started with those two and then and just kind of found out some stuff that they were doing. Um, I'm an SEO, so obviously keyword research, uh, what they were doing as far as keywords go. Are they, you know, putting ads anywhere? Things like that. Um, I found that you know, car buyers are spending about fifty nine percent of their 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 time online is actually doing research. That that actually came from Auto Trader itself. So imagine wow. just under sixty percent of the time that you're online, you're you you are actually you actually have a purpose. So it's not to just spend, you know, time playing any internet games on Facebook or anything like that. Like you actually have a purpose on there, and I think that's one thing that we have to uh, be mindful of. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I agree with that. You know, and it's funny that, that we are talking about statistics, right? And you got those statistics from AutoTrader. Um, as, as we were looking for information, I was searching WAG, uh, which is the Worth Advertising Group. Um, they give a lot of cool information in regards to social media stats. Um, again, you know, depending on which websites you look at uh, and the information is there may be different. Uh, but I found that this is pretty similar to all the other research I found. But just to give you a little feedback on it, so it says uh, worldwide, right, there are 3.8 billion social media users as of January 20th. That's a lot, right? <laughs> and off of that, that's an increase of more of 9% 
um, from last year. So that means a lot of people are, are, you know, logging into social media and using it as, as a preference for news. And I guarantee you now, you know, uh, since the pandemic has began, um, that number probably has significantly, you know, risen from there. Uh, but in regards to uh, advertising um, used vehicles or, or just vehicles in you know, with the, from dealerships in general, um, they found that 75% of car buyers and 68% of service customers say they use the internet or social media platforms as their main source of information to, uh, regarding dealerships. So I found that to be pretty interesting. They also said 83% of service customers that were surveyed said that online review sites were substantially helpful to them. So what that means is that people are looking towards the internet, uh, specifically social media, uh, Yelp, uh, Facebook, with regards to information about how a dealership works, how it acts, how it treats its customers. You know, so it's really important for people to understand that this is for dealerships to understand that this is what your consumers and customers are looking at. So this is where you want to advertise and provide more information regarding your dealership. Um, it also showed that 60%, 66% of car buyers or owners who have seen Facebook ads have actually clicked on them, right? That's an uptick of 33% from 2014. And I think that's really important because a lot of people or a lot of dealerships, you know, don't understand that when you advertise on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all multiple uh, platforms that are out there, um, there's there's some rules and there's some unwritten rules to follow, right? And uh, we'll get a little bit more into that here in a little bit. But those are things that you want to keep in mind when you are advertising on there. Um, but all in all, what this research tells us is that people are looking at social media platforms for information regarding uh, sales, uh, what type of vehicles you have, your inventory. So it's a good uh, opportunity for dealership to jump into this, understand how to use it, understand how to market their products on social media. And it's also important for the consumer to understand that um, people are looking at social media platforms for information. So make sure that you look at the information and once you get that information from social media, cross-reference it with other sites to make sure that you're getting the correct and exact information and you're as informed as possible. So to sum it up, uh, when it comes to car shopping, social media sites are clearly a major influencer in a buyer's decision to make in the process. Um, so if you're a dealership, this is something that you should be looking at. Uh, reach out to us if you want some information, if you want to learn how to be able to market there correctly. And also if you want to in integrate your strategy with our strategy in regards to uh, digital marketing and advertising. Um, so what are your thoughts on those um, statistics, Matt? Well, those are some very interesting facts. I mean, uh, I guess the question would be, you know, if we're going to market using those statistics, like what does that do for us or how does that affect our strategy? Right. That's a great question. You know, uh, a, lot, a lot of people within their strategy are looking at uh, – traditional, especially dealerships, right? They're looking at traditional ways of marketing their products. Um, that's what they're used to. That's what they're comfortable with. Um, that's where they can visually see their results. And turning that into a digital strategy, um, you're, you're really depending on information and data and feedback, right? So when building a strategy, uh, for social media, uh, especially ourselves, uh, myself, I'm part of that that uh, building process, what I do is I do a lot of research, right? So if I'm getting ready to build a strategy for June, I'm looking in May for research regarding uh, percentages, regarding stats, regarding what's working, what's not working for people. Um, I look at a lot of different sites to get information to cross-reference to make sure that the information I'm getting is accurate and up-to-date. 
Um, unfortunately, a lot of the studies that, that people provide out there, uh, information regarding are from 2010, 2017, a couple of more from 2019, but you really have to depend on all that research that you do to help you create a strategy. Now, what that strategy looks like and what it is depends on your mission and vision, right, as, as a uh, client. So if you're looking to get more people uh to get more traffic indoor um, from indoor out, meaning that you want a lot of people to walk into your store and uh, and actually speak with you, communicate with you regarding deals and looking at cars, then your strategy should be more of a uh, traffic driven strategy where you want to, you want to uh, show your content, you want to show images that invite people to your dealership. So with regards to that strategy, you want to build con- content based on referring people to your website, referring people to your dealerships, providing them your uh, your working hours, uh, giving them some information on who your your team is, what they do, what their positions are. So that way, when the customer researches this on social media and they're ready to go and walk into your dealership, they know what they're walking into, they're familiar with the faces they see, and they can put a name to that face. Um, if your strategy, uh, are you going to say something, Matt? No, I'm just listening. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, if your strategy is uh, website clicks, um, if you're looking at people to buy online, which is uh, pretty popular right now, especially during the pandemic, then your strategy should be based on that information. What, what platforms you should be uh, posting on. Um, and when you're doing that, you want to look at statistics. Now, when I talk about statistics and analytics, uh, I'm not necessarily talking about looking at other people's statistics, um, see how well they're doing. Um, although that's something you do want to do. You want to see how your competitors are doing. But you really want to focus on your statistics, right? So it's kind of like a like a hit or miss and uh, learning from your mistakes and learning from the things you've done right and building upon that. So what you want to do is you, you want to give yourself a 90-day window, right? I found that 90 days gives you a clear and uh, accurate picture of what your analysis is going to be and the feedback and data that you're getting. So your first 30 days are going to be building your content and getting the correct uh, creative out there and then getting those results, seeing how that worked, how that didn't work, um, what's working for you. You're going to improve on. You're actually, you're obviously going to stay with that. What hasn't been working, you either want to get rid of that, try something new, or you want to build upon what you learned from that uh feedback. So your first 30 days, your initial 30 days, you're trying to collect data. Your next 30 days, which is at your 60 day mark, you're seeing that data into action. You're seeing the changes that you made, how it's working. Um, is it is it giving you uh, uh, an increase uh, in ticks, clicks, uh, actions? If it's not, then you're also you know looking at that data and building for your 90 day. And after your 90 days, you should have a pretty good idea of how your strategy is working and either you're going to continue that strategy or you're going to continue to modify it and then go on to your 120 days. But from those 90 days, you should have enough information to understand if your strategy is working, if you're on the right track and then build from there. But, you know, like I tell everybody, it's a hit or miss. Uh, Not everybody's strategy is going to work, but what is working, you want to continue using and riding that wave uh, until it does it. Yeah. Now, one thing that um, I'd also just want to, add to that is is really understanding you know what what the tools are being used for obviously you did give us a lot of statistics earlier um and i think it's important to to as you know putting on our our marketer cap now understanding like the activities that are that are done while you're researching or, or while somebody is researching obviously you know, the majority of the time when they are looking for a vehicle, they're going to be researching car prices. So what does that mean for us? Well, 
obviously we have to put out prices. We have to we have to make sure our prices for our dealers get out there in into social media, into ads, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, even blog posts. I think blog posts you can have them on there as well. Um, next, you, they're probably you know finding the actual cars listed for sale. So now that we've enticed them or we got their attention by showing them, hey, you can get this beautiful car for this very low price. You know, a lot of times there's like a specific stock number, or VIN number that's involved with that. So the consumer knows that. So what they're going to do is they're going to check out your website, check out your inventory and see if that deal is still available for one. And if not, is there anything else that, that comes pretty close, something else that will gra- grab their attention? Right. So in order to make that easier uh, for someone to get to, obviously you want to have, you know, maybe a, a link that goes back to your inventory pages for your used vehicles. Um, If it is a specific car model, maybe you take them to uh, a page that's specific to that model. You shouldn't have to keep them, you know, digging for any more information or trying to find that deal that you've dangled in front of them. Make it as easy as possible. And then, of course, you know, they're also going to be comparing different models. And I think that's something that marketers can do as well. When you go to the dealerships and you visit your client, why don't you produce some of those uh, comparative type of of videos and things like that? Put those into different uh, blog posts and that way you have different information going out. Whether people want to watch the information, whether people want to read the information, it's all right there in front of them. And I think that's something that marketers have to be aware of uh, as well as dealers. The best thing a dealer can do is actually, you know, communicate with 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 your marketing team make sure like they know hey this is the model that we want to get rid of or this is what we're trying to we want to entice people with this type of deal yada yada give that information to us so that way we can we can lay it out this way these little breadcrumbs that we have ultimately leading someone to purchase that car no, that's absolutely true. Um, definitely uh, an important part of the whole process is uh, dealerships communicating with their marketing staff in regards to what their mission and vision and goals are. Um, a big part of that is, like you said before, deciding whether you want to put out a static image or whether you're going to put out a video, a carousel. Uh, those things are important, believe it or not. A lot of people just uh, think that we do it because it looks cool or, you know, it's something that's working for everybody else who so we're doing it. But it actually takes a lot of a lot of uh a big thought process in regards to planning that and making sure that we're doing that accurately, we're following trends. Um, that's really important. Me, I'm a big guy of, if there's a trend out there, yes, I know uh, I, I've taken marketing class. I got my uh, master's in business and I know that they tell you, you always want to follow the trend, right? Ride that wave. Um, but I've always big, uh, been a big pr- proponent on creating your own wave. So if there's a trend out there and you're already seeing it rise, um, that time has passed for you. You know, <laughs> that trend is already trending. It's going to have a fall at some point. So you want to, you want to identify that next trend. So you always want to be looking at, okay, if this is what people are doing now, where is it going to lead us to and what's going to be the next trend? And that's really what your, your focal point should be on that new trend. Or if everybody else is doing it, then obviously You've always heard if everybody else is doing it, why why aren't you? Well, I'm not because I'm looking at what I can do differently because I want to separate myself and differentiate myself from everybody else. 
So things like that are important. Now, like you talked about identifying what platform you're going to post on, that's also really important. So you have to understand what each platform is made for and what kind of uh, customers and what type of people you're going to be targeting on those platforms. For example, uh, LinkedIn is more of a business-to-business uh, platform, in my opinion, than anything else. So the type of content you're going to be putting out and creative for that type of audience is going to be more uh, business-to-business. So you're going to be talking about strategy. You're going to be talking about... Uh, um, statistics, you're going to be providing them with information in regards to how you as a business can help them as a business. Um, if you're looking at Twitter, uh, Twitter is more of an interactive um, platform where you're going to be providing people information, but you also want to be uh, integrating that information with their uh with their platform, understanding what they do, uh, communicating with them, being active on their on their social media page, just as they're going to be on yours. So uh, Twitter is more of a back and forth uh, platform where you actually want to be talking to people as they're communicating with you um, to provide the the correct uh, information and to put out the correct information that you want to put out. Um, Instagram and Facebook are more broad. Um, People love looking at videos on uh, on Facebook. People love carousels. Uh, Instagram is more of a, a user-generated uh, content platform, in my opinion, where a lot of people can uh, give feedback on what you're posting. Um, but again, on all these platforms, the main thing you want to do is communicate with your users as well. Don't just post stuff there and then expect them to leave comments and then uh wait for those comments to come in before you actually provide them information. So what you want to do and build, in, build into your strategy is that you want to be able to integrate your strategy with a communication uh, tool. So if you're posting something, for example, if you're posting a vehicle that has excellent, you know, <clears throat> offer on it, 50% off, 15% off, 10% off, if you're giving service coupons, not only do you want to post that information, but you also want to give feedback on the back end. So you want to tell them why you posted that. Uh, you want to ask them what they preferred. You want to ask them if those coupons are worth their while. Uh, do they want something different? You need that information so you can be able to continue providing your consumers the content they want and need, not just what you as a marketer believe that they should have. So things like that are important. And um, make sure that you understand the platform you're posting on. Make sure you understand the rules and regulations they have for posting. Uh, I'll give you a great example on that. Facebook really frowns upon you uh, doing any, any salesy or promotions on their uh, organic page. Why? Because as consumers, we use that because it's free, number one, and we use that because we really don't want to be looking at ads. We really don't want to be looking at uh, salesy stuff or, or feel like every time we go on there, we're going to be uh, duped into a sale or some sort of a product, right? Right. Um, what, what you really want to do on Facebook, especially on the organic side, is you want to give them an idea of who you are, what you do and how you help out, whether with it's, it's within the community or whether it's with your consumers, you know, what you're doing to help them save money, uh, what you're doing to help them get into a vehicle, stuff like that. Now, there are avenues that you can use within Facebook to be able to post these ads and post these offers. And uh, most recently, I've noticed uh, we use all these platforms, of course, ourselves. I noticed that on Facebook, they added a, a link where you can actually post offers. So what that means is that Facebook has been listening and Facebook has been, uh, you know, 
getting the feedback from the consumers where, where they're telling Facebook, you know, I don't want to see ads on my Facebook. Or you can see comments on the organic side saying that, why is this ad showing up here? So they, they offer you a link now where you can click, it says offers, you can add your offers, you can add all the data and information you want to provide for your offer and be able to post it on that avenue. Or you can go to Facebook ads and uh, create an ad there. So it's really important to understand the avenues and the tools you have available to you as a marketer to be able to post correctly and, and stay within the standards and understand that for the majority of consumers out there on the organic side, they're really just looking for information. Um, they're not interested in ads. Uh, maybe a couple of them maybe because they love ads and they love deals. Uh, but for the most part, people just want information. So what information you want to give them is who you are. What do you do? How does it work? Uh, tips. Uh, they also don't necessarily, you also as a marketer don't necessarily have to put just vehicles on your posts. You can t talk about current events. You can talk about the history of your dealership. You can introduce them into your family. You can introduce them into your employees. You can uh, do stuff called uh, shining a spotlight on your employee, your employee of the month, employee of the week, stuff like that. Um, some things you're into, um, some charities you provide money to, events, prizes, those are the kind of things that you want to put into your strategy. Um, so that's important to understand and to know when you're actually advertising on social media. And remember that it does, every social media page or for the most part has an organic and a paid side and use those accordingly. Right on. Um, another thing that I, I did want to mention, this is, it's more on, it's more on the dealer's end, right? But right. it's something that I, I've noticed um, just because there was a few a few times where I had to jump on uh, the reputation management. Now, Think Creative has their own little uh, rep man platform. And what this does is it, it basically gathers all of your reviews, uh, whether it be from Yelp, Google My Business, or, or any of those, uh, even Facebook, some of the, the smaller ones. But you basically have all those reviews in one dashboard and you're able to respond to them and, 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 and whether they be positive or negative, we right. all know how important that is. Right. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I was able to kind of pick up on was where things started to, to, to go bad for them, I guess is, is the word. So obviously when you're in this industry, you're not always going to satisfy everybody. That's that's the nature of it. Right. There's going to be some deals that you cannot make, you know, uh, whether it be because someone doesn't have the income for it, someone doesn't have the, the credit for it, whatever it is. However, what I've noticed is that um, when it comes to, to vehicles, I hear some, some people say, and I'm not saying this is everyone, there's just some people that when they're leaving the reviews, they say, you know, it doesn't matter to me any longer uh, the, about the brand. Maybe there is no brand loyalty as much as there was. Maybe for some dealerships, there is. For some brands, there there most definitely there is. But for others, they are they are a little open, especially when it comes to finding a pre-owned vehicle. Right. So, if people are under the the the, the thought of every every single uh, brand offers me a car that that I can use. Um, you know, maybe the only difference is is one does one look better than the other. But as mm -hmm. far as functionality goes, they get the premium sound, they get the interior, the features that they like, and and they're able to drive and get to point A to point B. If you are along those those 
thoughts, then the question, I guess, becomes, well, then what, what sets any dealer apart from the other? And it always goes back to the customer experience. So I've seen how, you know, sometimes when people are, are just asked to rate the satisfaction of a test drive, just that part alone, you'll actually see that you're, you're scoring pretty high. You're in the, the, the 80s, 90s at that point, mm. which is, that's beautiful. That's phenomenal. And where it starts to decline is once they actually get to the interaction with, you know, the financing department, things like that. And that's what right. you, you would kind of expect, right? Because that's where, okay, now it gets down to, it gets down to how is your credit score? It gets down to your down payment, things like that. That's where you start to lose them. Right. And then there's also, you know, the time that you actually spend at the dealership to, to do all of that. So in the amount of time that you can keep a customer there, it's it's very important. Even if you don't feel like this customer is going to be able to qualify for this type of loan that you want to give them, it's, it's important that you still treat them respectably. It's important that you, you don't make them feel um, inferior anyway. Like you, you just, you can't do that because what happens when they start to give this feedback to Yelps and Googles and you start to see that a lot more people, it's been a trend over the last three, four years, people are actually starting to look at pre-owned vehicles more than they are brand new ones. Mm -hmm. And that's been a trend. So if people are along the lines of, well, when, when I'm looking for a used vehicle, I don't necessarily think, you know, I'm going to... Uh, brand X in order to get a brand X car. I'm going there to get any car, any brand. I just need it to fit my budget, to fit what I'm looking for, and and I'm cool with it not being brand X. Right. So I, I just think it's important for people to understand that. If you have a good marketing team, it's always important that they pick up on these little things and you give that feedback to your client. Let them know, like, hey, this is where st stuff starts to decline. Everybody loves you know, the way you welcome them into the dealership, the test drives are always great. You always have high scores on that, but where it starts to decline is in this particular area. Here's some suggestions. And then obviously from there, it's, it's up to the dealer in order to accept those suggestions or not, but it goes a long way, man. So reviews are definitely something that you want to pay attention to as well. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I mean, when I'm looking at buying a vehicle, um, I definitely look at the reviews and see what uh, people are saying and people are, are what kind of deals people are getting on there. You know, and it's, it's interesting that we talk about reviews because reviews can be a, a two-sided uh, sword, right? So what I mean by that is um, you have your trolls out there, obviously, right, that enjoy just ruin the reputation of a salesperson oh, or ruin the reputation. <laughs> right? And, and, and they're a need, right? Because... Uh, you don't want to hear good things all the time. You, Unfortunately, you have to hear some bad things to know that the dealership is legit and, you know, they're human. They make mistakes uh, and stuff like that. But but you also have, you know, your your salespeople, you know, that, that are just there for the money. Unfortunately, you know, it's a job and that's what they're looking at. But, mm -hmm. you know, outside of those small percentages, you know, for the most part, the dealer does is a business. They're trying to make money and you're there to negotiate. You know, that's what if you don't know now when you go to a dealership, that's the key negotiating. So if you want to have the best deal, you have to do the most research and be able to, you know, stand your ground. And, and always, like I've always told people, if you don't like the deal, walk away. 
walk away. So um, going back to reviews, um, what my point was that just because you see a negative review uh, with regards to a dealership doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad dealership, right? You have to understand situations happen. Every situation is different. Um, when you don't get the deal you want, when it takes too long, uh, when when you weren't in the mood to buy a vehicle anyways and you went there knowing that and now you know your mood has increasingly got worse, um, you're gonna have a bad experience, right? It's gonna be negative. So as a consumer looking at these reviews, just make sure that you're Read, you read plenty of reviews to understand the whole picture. Also, um, what I like to do is take the time to click on the person that made that review, look at their profile, and see how many negative reviews they've actually given. And it's interesting to know that when you see someone that just all the time is giving negative reviews to everywhere they go, um, then that's probably not a person you, you want to uh, uh, look towards for information and factual uh news, right? What you want to do is you want to look at the whole picture. So uh, do they have more good reviews than they do bad reviews? Do they have more bad reviews than they do good reviews? And then take that information for what it is and make your own uh, educated guess on on what you want to do with that dealership, right? But I just wanted to point that out because, you know, that that is a sad thing that just because a dealership has two or three negative experiences off of a hundred positive ones, you automatically think they're a bad dealership. You know, if anything, take your time to walk down there and experience it for yourself. Um, understand, though, that your 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 what do I want to say your the way you walk into the dealership right if you walk in with a positive attitude and a positive outlook then your experience is most likely going to be positive but once you start getting stressed out once you start thinking negative thoughts then that process is going to turn quickly from being positive to being negative so just keep that in mind if the process is getting too stressful for you if if you're starting to get upset walk away come back another day you know that car's still going to be there i know they tell you sometimes that that deal won't be there but you know what if that deal is not there there's going to be another deal down the down the line and maybe it wasn't meant to be right on i agree with you man how much time we got left dude uh let's see we have about 10 minutes uh left you know we always want to keep these uh shows uh short but interesting uh not too long to bore you uh so hopefully we haven't bored you with this information but we thought it was important for you to know this um and as a dealership we also think it's important that you understand uh, how we strategize what we put into the strategy um the strategy does take a long time and, and, and let me tell you uh since i create most of the strategy for most of our dealers here um it, it is very time consuming and understand that we are human and that sometimes we do make mistakes and mis making mistake is a good thing right because if we don't make mistakes then that means we're not learning and if we're not learning from our mistakes then shame on us so j just take the time to understand that this is a process um, social media does work it's been proven over and over that you know the majority of people look to social media for information and we are in the digital age everybody has a cell phone everybody has a laptop everybody has you know uh, x and y digital products so moving into the digital world more now than ever um, you have to understand that that's where you have to go. Uh, traditional media is still there, but now it's in a new form. It's in a digital format. So just keep that in mind. Be patient with us. Um, social media does work. It does take time when you're building a strategy. Uh, look 120 days forward. Uh, Look from the data that you collected and build upon that. But it's not going to work overnight. Like they say, Rome wasn't built in one day. So your social media strategy also uh, is going to be the same, right? It's going to take time. And once it stops working, you got to find a new strategy. That's all it is. So just be patient with us as dealers. Uh, consumers, be patient with us as well. We try to provide you the best content that we can. Uh, 
we we depend on your feedback to know whether it's working or not, whether it's what you want to know. So as a consumer, it's very important for us as marketers to to get your feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, please provide us your feedback. Communicate with us because that's the only, that's the only way we know that it's working. Couldn't agree more, man. I think feedback is everything, and you know it's like that in every single business and every single transaction should follow suit. Absolutely. Um, good job today, dude. I think a lot of the stats are something that we can we can take back. Um, some of them, obviously, we've already put into play. But obviously, there's there's always there's always learning. There's always improving improvements that can be done. Uh, what we do is we talk to our clients each month, and we we you know hear from them how did how did things go as far as sales? How did we do as far as meeting? You know what we planned for any rollouts, things like that. The feedback that we get from the dealers is ultimately what makes us better. It's it it's what drives us to become better. And the same should go for dealers when they hear back from customers. Um, obviously, dealers always want to, to bring customers into their own little ecosystem, right? They want to make sure you come in there, you buy the car, you get your car serviced there, and when it comes time to get a different car, they come right back to you. Absolutely. That's how it is. But the only way that you're going to you're gonna be able to do that is if you listen and and you make improvements through each one. So good job Absolutely. on that. Yeah. And if you're a used car dealership out there, you know, or, or you know, whether you're a big dealership, a small dealership, um, but if your focus is if your focus is on pushing used cars, uh, contact us, you know, visit our website, uh, visit our social media pages, look at what we're doing um, and see if that's something that, that you need help in. And if it is, reach out to us. We're happy to help you. Uh, we have some uh, great experts within our building that, that know how marketing works, have a long experience in the dealership world um, and understand digital marketing. And we're ready to help you anytime any day just give us a call sounds good man give them the website our website is www.youthinkcreative.com uh, feel free to leave us some comments or uh, especially if you're listening to this podcast please give us your feedback we'd love to hear from you and understand uh, what it is you're looking for so we can build our strategy for the future thank you before you go away let me talk to you about a couple of new uh, sponsors that we have. First off, let me tell you about Diamond Buick GMC. They invite you right now to get excited for the very first Buick Encore GX. It's available now at Diamond Buick GMC. Come experience the diamond difference. Also, we are brought to you by Scion Software. Scion Software offers a range of reliable web and mobile solutions for medium to enterprise level businesses. They've got custom software and tailored solutions. They're innovative and they're honestly specific to every vertical. So you don't just go in there and get one one uh, cookie cutter type of thing, man. Uh, it all depends on what your business needs are. So definitely want to give them a call. Check them out uh, online. They're at scionsoftware.com. Scion is spelled X-Y-O-N software.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time.